0: right we are recording for live so this is matthew sims speaking with the ever inspiring artist lita albuquerque in her studio in santa monica i think
1: yes the
0: day is um what is the day august 12th 2012 i think <laughs> my yes. computer uh 2020 and this is uh for the Archives of American Art, Smithsonian Institution. We're calling this the Pandemic Project, although if you have a better name for it, let me know. But we're doing all these little 20-minute oral histories where we check in with our friends, which is what I wanted to do with you. So I'll just start by asking you, how how have you been? How how are you weathering the pandemic?
1: Yeah, well, when you say, you know, if you have any idea of calling it something else, I kind of think of this year as the fulcrum year. Fulcrum. Um, I had all kinds of anticipations as we all did about 2020. But for me, and I don't mean to sound Pollyannish, but I really feel that this is a transformational year and that that the way we're getting there is not the way we would ex- have expected. But in fact, it's... Um, it's, it's truly as if, well, one of the, the ways I like to think about it um, is the idea, um, I, I'm really interested in this um, cultural historian. His name is Thomas Berry, and he talks about how, oh, he's really wonderful. He talks about, he wrote a book in 1999 called The Great Work. He's no longer with us, but um, he was saying how we're at the end of the old story that started 2,000 years ago and that we need to create a new story. And that that new story is of us in the cosmos, which made my heart sink, since that's really what what my work has really been about, that kind of um, perspective. And then he talks about, there's three universal laws. The first one is of multiplicity and diversity, the fact that everything in the universe is unique. The second one, which really has taken my attention is that everything, everything has an interiority and a subjectivity that expresses itself, that is continually expressing itself. And the third one is through that subjectivity and through that diversity, we're all interconnected. So I have experienced this period um, as light itself, expressing itself in a way in a much greater way than i mean i i physically i feel that i mean i've always taken the pulse of that kind of energetic things going on but it seems as if light has come in and is expressing itself through you know obviously sh- shining on darkness all, all of this so it's very uh, it's quite an upheaval and 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 also what's the reason I call it a transformational, a fulcrum year into transformation is we've all had to go inward. As we all talked about, there's never been a time on planet Earth where every single person on the planet is doing the same thing, meaning they're all at home, right? And are able to observe what we've done, what we've done to nature. Personally, what happened to me on March 15th uh, we moved out of the barn, you know where that was, the Aiken Jones building, and into this wonderful, wonderful place, only about a mile and a half from our burnt out property. Uh, it, it's like um, there was a, a waterfall, a small waterfall, and a creek, and bunnies, and coyotes, and crows. And I, I have a little studio there. I'm not there today, but I have a little studio, maybe seven feet wide by 20 feet with a window to the creek and a desk right there, and I can observe all these things. And in the beginning, for me in the beginning, well, it was two things. It was also moving moving from a very transitional place for us, it was right after the fire, 15 months of that, and, but also in the city, to this, um, this wonderful uh, uh, very uh, nature to, into nature. And so I was able to just really observe nature and and all of us felt this, how it came alive, you know, like our our retreating, all of a sudden nature comes back very quickly. And I think that's a very important point, whether or not it's gonna stay that way is something obviously to be seen. But I think one of the things that's happened is it's really been a very interior uh, time since since the lockdown uh, we've all had to adjust you know being home with husbands wives children you know all of that but obviously as an artist it, it isn't that different um, in that that is what we do um, but in my case my I wasn't here in the studio oh, of helped. Santa Monica um, so I was able to kind of settle in. I, I really had time to dream, really had time to write. Um, one of my morning rituals is to go, I, I do these energetic meditations on the beach while I'm running that kind of came to me about 25 years ago. And then I, I go swimming in the ocean every day. When they locked down the beaches, I was you know in really bad trouble. <laughs> but, but I was able to go back to do that, that really is very nourishing. And and then m- all my assistants were pretty much on working. They still work, but in their different studios as opposed to the main studio. I also moved another studio downtown, which I've only been to now. Um, that place I really had to come back to. Here I came back, hmm, what, about a month ago, I think. Something like that, but still not as much. I'm, I'm mainly in Malibu in the small studio. And there, of course, as you did project, which was an amazing project um, that was in January. And it was um, uh, in in the desert there. Um, in, in can Saudi, you hear me?
0: In Saudi Arabia?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. So, and also we, on March 10th, we had, um, I was asked to do a project for the Huntington Gardens for their centennial. And we had installed this boulder, but we hadn't finished doing it, so it was stopped. But then at the end of June, we were able to complete it. So it's one of the few works that can be seen physically. It's called Red Earth. And it's very much, it's in the middle of this bamboo grove um and it's a boulder with red pigment just kind of on it and then on the bamboo there's copper wings that kind of shimmer with with the sun it's very musical and, and it's kind of great
0: is this yes. located in the because there are a couple different places with bamboo over there one is up by the japanese garden and one yes. is down. Yes. Where, where is your
1: the japanese it's the japanese garden okay yeah in the in the bamboo grove of the japanese garden so it's kind of wonderful to be able to complete that project and i've also done some writing i did a, a piece called beauty transcendence and the sublime um it was for you probably know it's for uh, compound which is a new cultural center in long beach mm. and um and they have a publication called compounded and i did a, a piece about what it's like to be in the during the pandemic. And I spoke about nature coming back and that, those kinds of ideas. Um, a, and
0: you, you hear these stories about, you know, already at the beginning, you heard about dolphins coming back into uh, um, the Bay of Naples or someplace. I mean, you, all these things. I saw dolphins here in Long Beach uh, coming up into this Marine Stadium area, which you never
1: wow. see.
0: So wow. There is this, of nature tentatively trying to figure out wait a minute can we spread over into these areas now is it safe you know yeah. uh, so it's interesting to, to wonder how things will you know what the future holds
1: yes yes it, it certainly is a time that makes you think about our effect our effect on the environment and and you see it very rapidly and i think that's one of the the fact that we can be quiet we can be in one place i mean i feel very fortunate that i'm in this nature place to begin with but to be able to see what we what we do to the environment and and then what do we do about it you know like what
0: and you have been interested in i don't want to say i mean the environment is a is a catch-all in a way but you've been interested in Syst- environmental systems, relationships from small from macro to micro, pieces behind you. I'm I, uh, uh, seeing pieces from uh, uh, temporary, uh, site-specific uh, performances that you've done. Um, so I can understand how all of this would resonate in a very um, personal and aesthetic way for you in terms of your practice. Has yeah. has it Pushed you in new directions are there new thoughts of hey, here's something I really want to respond to I mean, I don't know if it's if it's had a in addition to thinking and in addition to having that moment is there have you thought of ways that, oh, this is something I want to do to respond to that in my in my practice as an artist
1: it's it's burgeoning it's mm. bur- it's more in the thinking kind of um you know Kind of in the cauldron <laughs> right. kind of but, but not specifically I'm gonna do a piece that's gonna be that. Yes. Uh, but it's uh it's hard for it to it's hard not to think about it uh whether or not it's gonna come out in the work uh specifically um I'm I, I'm not sure. I, I want I'd love to address it but I, I just don't know yet. Um, I, I have thought thought in terms of opera, you know, the idea of really performative, narrative, operatic. Um, I, I, one of the things I've been doing is editing this film that I think I showed you I called don't Liquid Light. I remember. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. And um, it's part of a, it's a series of, of films I'm making and the, the next piece I want to do is going to be in Africa. so. I'm, I'm, I'm just beginning to develop what that's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it encompasses it on some level, yes. um, yeah.
0: Well, I had, um, uh, I was interested to hear you mention the work that you had done for Desert X in Saudi Arabia. I know that you had also done a piece for S- Desert X in yes. the Vatilla Valley. That had to do with sound and listening. Is has always been something that you were interested in is mean, you were talking about opera and and that i'm just interested in that because you work on many levels your work is so (laughs) complexly and finely integrated and uh that i was just wondering about about the question of sound
1: yeah um one of my first loves was dance and then theater um and but i went into the visual arts and as as I, and then I wrote, uh, I started really writing and I had this text for quite a while and didn't quite know what to do with it. I thought it was gonna be a book. And then I started incorporating that into my work. So that's coming in more and more. And the idea of sound is something that I'm, re, I mean, we're all so inspired by by music, by that. Um, and yes, it's something, I mean, I admire People like Robert Wilson, Phil Glass. I'm a great, uh, uh, quite quite a fan of. I, I love that kind of work, um, and I do see. I do see. I. What I'm interested in is for for the work to inspire. You know, I'm I'm really interested in inspiring other people. I mean, that's I. One of the things that that happened during the lockdown, I was driving down very. Um, Uh, windy canyon down to the ocean and I realized I realized what my mission in life was and that my mission in life is to be happy and then to share that happiness right and it was like so simple and yet so real and and it's that thing of what do you do every day that gives you joy and I mean it sounds but it's so I mean, obviously there's obstacles and there's the darkness and there's what's going on socially and politically that's very much part, but, but it's, it's to be, to be inspired and to inspire. And I think that's, that's so, I think we all have that as artists and we all have that as human beings. So yes, it's something I'm definitely, the piece at the, at Sunnylands at Desert X in 2017 was, I was so thrilled because it was the combination of uh, writing the libretto, uh, uh, singing, the Los Angeles Master Chorale was singing, there was music that uh, someone I collaborated with did the music. Um, there was the choreography, there was dance, there was then the sculpture, then there was the performance, but then there was the sight and the site, and every single one of those things had e- were equal, which was really fascinating to me. It was like a living painting, but it was like the music, dance, performance, color, costuming, all that had, had equal, you know, had equal say, kind of, and I love that. I have to admit, one of my, one of my inspirational things is to watch um, dancers rehearse. Uh, I'm kind of like, I think of Degas, you know, in all his drawings of of doing that, and yeah, so I, so when you go to those places, then they engender other things.
0: And the, and the idea that at the center of this was this body, female body, that had its ear to the ground. At first, we weren't quite sure what the posture was, and then it was, oh, listening, and then interestingly enough for the next piece you did with Desert X in Saudi Arabia was another female form in this, I mean, you have to maybe say one or two things about this blue that you love. That we yes. see behind you here that yes. <laughs> these figures were, were in that same color as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, there's a number of things. The blue uh, really comes out of, I, I grew up in North Africa and Tunisia, and there's a town called Sidi Bou Said, and mm-hmm. it's very much like, like Greece, but in the 19th century, actually it was a Frenchman who came and introduced that color. And it's on a hill and it's super famous. Um, I want to have a house there, but it's, you know, like exorbitant, you know, over Paris and New York. And so it's white, white washed and then blue. There's blue, all the windows are blue, the doors are blue, you know, this kind of thing. Mm. And so that was one of the things and one, uh, in the, in the seventies, I think I was back at our house in, 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 Tunisia and the nighttime sky was not black. It was this deep blue. Mm. And so that was one thing, but the, the big influence came from a friend of mine. Her name is Susan Kaiser Vogel. She's, um, she was a light and space artist. And for her MFA show, she had done a piece called blue flame, which was essentially a 10 feet by 10 feet by 10 feet brick room. And this is pre Terrell. It was just four walls, it was outdoors. And she had very lightly uh, drawn light blue, not this blue, but light blue pastel. So when you went inside the room, you looked up and you saw the sky, the blue of her pastel totally melted into the sky. And I thought, oh my God, Mm-hmm. And and we're best friends, you know, we're like, and I said, this is it. And I started doing projects that were uniting the earth and the sky. So that had a lot to, that was a, that was a big.
0: And this pigment you've used also um, as material that you've spread out on the earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very early on, you did a, a kind of a, a, a little furrow with, yeah. with blue pigment in it in Malibu, I know. Um, yeah. But the figures now being cast in this, are they in polyester resin? I'm not sure the figures.
1: Well, the last one was aluminum, actually. Um, The very first one was plaster. Uh, The second one, which I did in Switzerland was, um, that was resin. Uh And uh, I'm gonna be doing uh, another one, but let me tell you a little bit about what the figure is. So the text that I'd written, it was back in 2003, uh, was about a 25th century female astronaut who comes to this planet to teach us about the stars and our relationship to the cosmos. Uh, the first piece that I did, it was a film that I called 2020 Accelerando, so accelerating towards 2020. And uh-huh. as she comes to earth, she crashes and forgets her mission. And so that was about, all about her remembering. It's really a, a symbol for us as humans, you know, yep. where do we come from? That kind of thing and then then i i am now taking her to different places like at Desert X she was listening to the earth she was but she was also telling us to listen for me the piece at Desert X the first one was a very political piece it was one of my first political pieces it was right after the election in, in 2016 it was in 2017 and what i'm very much someone who does projects in the desert and here is Desert X right And instead I chose, chose Sunnylands. And the reason I chose Sunnylands is because I'd have heard what they did in terms of having heads of state come there to have, uh, to discuss world politics. And I thought, wouldn't it be great in this site of political power to infuse cosmic power. So that's, that's what I was doing. So with the, it was called to action in a way, it was called to listen, Mm -hmm. Um, it was also about silence, and uh, so, so the the figure, the blue figure, oh, the blue also comes from another thing. Where uh, way back when I would close my eyes and I would see entire planets covered in ultramarine granular pigment. And so I feel that something in our DNA, some kind of memory. Um, the blue line that you're talking about is almost like a burial. Um, I'm, I continually have those kinds of images. I did these boxes, glass boxes just filled with a blue pigment, I wrote the word, the, word, the word remembrance on it. So it's really at looking at the planet from a very future uh, place. Um, I think of the year 7066, It's uh, it, that's come into my writing. Uh, she comes from the 25th century. So. Um I'm I and so it's really wonderful to hear Thomas Berry talk about that what we need to do now is the next story, which is us in the cosmos, and I'm seeing it everywhere. A lot of artists, musicians, you know, we're 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 coming in or or not even artists, you know, we're coming into that, right? We're coming into understanding more and more. I was obsessed for years about the stars and our relationship to the stars. And that's why I did all these pieces with alignments. And I couldn't understand why I had that. It had to do with certain I like to think of myself as a navigator, uh kind of navigating the planet. Yeah. You know, kind of. down the road. Um, in Malibu. Yeah, down God knows where, right? <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> I better I better know where we're going. <laughs> so so it's a lot of imagination, it's a lot of, um, it comes through writing, it comes through just images that that come up and it's all very interconnected too. Yeah,
0: well, we're running down on time, although okay. so I would okay. like to keep talking. Um, what kind of, I mean, you've said so much and I, in a way, thought that of many of the people I spoke to, you would have this sense of a larger interconnection because it's so much part of who you are and, and, and what your work is about, that a kind of vastness that I think I'm, I told you when I first met you that you have this vastness vision that I admire. Um, so um, one thing I did want to just just ask you in, in closing is that peace in Saudi Arabia was itself also a really radical gesture in the sense that it was a representation of a woman in the desert. Was that something that was meaningful to you that- oh, it you know, was-
1: Yes, yes. I mean I had wanted to continue my my trajectory of the twenty fifth century female astronaut, but to have that accepted in Saudi Arabia where they had never had a representational figure, certainly not a woman, was extraordinary. And and I heard that there hadn't been one since Mohammed, you know, so talk about the revolutionary female archetype, you know, to be able to do that in January of the year 2020, which I totally believe is a fall premiere into this new story. Yeah. Um, and and is a fall premiere into transformation. Mm. And through craziness, right? Through horrendous things that are going on in the world. But that is, it really feels like that. So to be able to have that, people told me I was crazy to do it. Oh, I, it was I was going against a lot of what, a lot of what I was, you know, I was told not to do it and I just had to do it. It also, my own history just made a lot of sense that I would do that. Um, But the fact that it was such a revolutionary move uh, for a woman art, an American woman artist, to do uh, a piece that never been done since the year 700 in Saudi Arabia in a place that had been so restrictive. They're totally opening their doors now. And and the women I met there were just phenomenal. Phenomenal.
0: Well that so. I mean that piece has is inspiring in so many ways and and has had uh, you know, I'm aware of a little bit of the press that came out of the time that was in urging people not to participate. But in the end, by participating, you you have this you have this incredibly positive, like you said, revolutionary impact that is not um let's say um uh, I mean it's obvious in one way but it's very subtle in another so so I think it's it participates in this larger vaster vision that I associate with you
1: yeah 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 (laughs) thanks
0: for seeing that there you go Uh, so I had I I sort of summed things up for you but I I did want to give you a chance to say anything else if you had anything else that you wanted to say about 2020 and
1: Yeah, Um, well, the main thing I want to say is for people not to despair because it is and to take the opportunity to go inward and to revolutionize themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think what's happening in the social, political, well, I won't go into politics, but in the social is is incredibly positive and the, the having having everyone able to express themselves. I mean, it's that whole thing going back to everything in the universe, whether it's a human being, an animal, a rock, a planet, a galaxy, light, air, is it has a need to, ex- not a need to, expresses, right? And so we need to allow for that to happen. And I think we're doing that. I think we're in process. I mean, it's a lot of work and it's been going on for a long, long time. And I think this is, the beginning of something extraordinary. And I do want to conclude with this. Uh, I've spent the last five days um, packing up the fire archive, the objects that my friend Amy Sue had put together at at Lauren Bond's place, uh, of the remains of what you had seen. And it was an extraordinary experience. Yesterday was the last day. And I feel I'm at a, a whole new, like the beginning, the ending, and the beginning of a new, completely new phase. And it's like you, one has to be in the moment now. We have to be now, can't be burdened with any notions of the past and, and yet understanding history and understanding the past, but to really be in the moment in, in order to be able to, to survive, but also in order to be able to inspire. So yeah. that's- and to, and to take
0: advantage of this moment. Uh, and to
1: take advantage of this moment. You've
0: used the word revolution several times, a turning, a kind of a movement around starting, but also up and out, perhaps. Like you said, into a new new moment, so. Wonderful to talk to you. Um, I'm going (laughs) to say goodbye and stop the recording. Uh, Let's see. I stop it. Where do I stop it? Here. Stop recording.